Hello, welcome to the Insurance Age podcast for the week commencing 22nd of March 2020. Obviously, it's a um, very strange week as everyone gets used to being on lockdown and working in new ways, but we wanted to bring you the podcast anyway. And here are our top five stories from this week. So at number one, we have COVID-19, are you a key worker? At number two, we have, and this isn't a story that we actually wrote this week, it's a bit older than that. It's AXA confirms coronavirus business interruption coverage. And then we have COVID-19, landlord cover, confusion amid change to government policy. Then a non-coronavirus story, Danish regulator orders Gefeyan to stop writing business. And finally, COVID-19 again, government loan scheme opens. So I'm here with our content director, Jonathan Swift, today. Hi, Swifty. Hi, Sean. And um, we're going to have a chat about the stories um, that are making making the headlines this week, and also just have a have a bit of a talk about our own experience of this um, very strange time. So, Swifty, I think um, one of the key points that has emerged over the last couple of weeks is um, what's going on with business interruption insurance and um, whether it's paying out or not. Um, what's your take on that? Um, yeah, it's, it is an interesting time, isn't it? Because I, I did a quick scan of some broker websites and I, I, I checked one broker and they reckon, and they've done a kind of a analysis of their policies and they reckoned only 2% of the policies they've sold um, would possibly be pay out for, for COVID-19 or claims relating to COVID-19. Uh, I mean, yeah. this is this is a this is the one thing that obviously you know my wife and people I know keep asking me actually is our insurers going to pay out for 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 COVID nineteen and obviously the story that the story that insurance age have been writing and the comments you've been getting back um, seem to indicate that the answer in the majority of cases is is no as things stand though I know yeah. some insurers have been a bit more kind of um, uh, a bit more sitting on the fence and and, and saying they'll take it on a case by case basis. Yeah, I mean, it seems that as the ABA, ABI said, and they were very, very blunt and forthright in their statements, um, most people simply won't have bought cover for pandemic. Um, so it's it's not going to kick in. And yeah. um, the ABA has actually been criticised for the tone of its statements around that. They may be right in what they're saying, um, but I think people have been quite upset by how they're saying it. Yeah, I think isn't it was it is it is it the twenty fifth of March? I think it was the Treasury uh, Committee Chair Mel Striders uh, kind of like summoned the ABI's Director General Hugh Evans to uh, answer some questions, a bit like a kind of headmistress summoning one of her pupils to come and uh, explain why they've been a naughty boy. Yeah, I mean, I think if if you do look at the statements that came out, there was barely any acknowledgement of the um, difficulties businesses are going to be facing during this time. It was very, very matter of fact, very blunt um, and with very, very little understanding of or empathy about what what customers might actually be going through. Yeah, I mean, I think if there's one thing that's going to be certain about this is that lawyers are probably going to get very rich out of uh, coronavirus because uh, there'll be a number of, I think, kind of test cases and cases relating to, to, to this. And as I mean, as everyone keeps saying, we are totally into the unknown here. Yeah. And, and and the reputation of the insurance industry is, you know, it, 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 it can be very matter of fact, like the ABIR, but obviously 
you know, it has got a reputation to uphold here. And uh, when we come out the other side of this, um, you know, there'll be there'll be some questions about perhaps some of the uh, um, uh, response of the industry. Yeah, and we did see on social media over the last couple of weeks, there was already um, accusations flying around that um, the insurance industry had a rather cosy relationship with the government and the government wasn't supporting business in being able to claim on their insurance. Um, I think some people a little bit wildly um, speculated that this was because Boris Johnson spoke at the Bieber conference last year and um that led to lots of um lots of chatter on how how the relationship between insurance and politics really worked yeah i think i think insurance age had a quite an incredible spike that day in the story that was uh, from last year in terms of the uh, yeah we did uh, a story we did last year about um boris johnson's pay at bieber <laughs> got more hits than it got at the time i think <laughs> there you I go I think that's because um, it was cited in The Independent, their political sketch writer, Tom Peck. Um, I can read the quote out to you, actually. Uh, in The Independent, he pointed out, £25,540 is what the British Insurance Brokers Association paid him to dance for coins at their conference last summer. And now he's done his bit to make sure their hands will be staying very firmly in their pinstripe pockets while the hospitality sector and its minimum wage foot soldiers go to the wall at lightning speed. Uh, there you go. I don't That's think I've seen many people wearing pink stripes anymore, but yeah, I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure he's got got the real relationship there between <laughs> brokers and their customers, but it, it all it all just shows how carefully the industry needs to tread at this time around reputation and um, and that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. So we were going to talk as well around um, our experiences this week. Swifty, I know you've been trying to um, homeschool your little girl as well as get your work done. How have you been finding it? Um, uh, hard, I think. <laughs> I, say, uh, I saw, I think it was one broker on LinkedIn mentioned that uh, they, that they that now, now they've done a few days of homeschooling and they could... Uh, they don't understand how teachers are basically all alcoholics because of uh, they've obviously seen had a very 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 testing days and end of the day with a few glasses of wine because it's been quite difficult. Um, I, I might not have been perhaps reaching to the bottle during the week though I probably will tonight because it's Friday for God's sake. But um, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's difficult. You know, uh, my daughter's seven and she keeps basically telling me that that's not how her teacher would do it etc um, uh, etc et I'm not as good a teacher as her teacher well I would no. hope that would be the case <laughs> um, and yeah she, she, there are some lessons she likes like she likes drawing and art and, and the music lesson but yeah, when it comes to spelling and maths uh, yeah she's not so hot on that yeah I guess is, is it harder to get her to do those lessons is she saying oh we could do this instead or something like that yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's just confusion, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, she's at home. I'm sure there are many people listening to this. Their, their children are at home. And being at home kind of indicates, let's go in the garden and have a fun. I mean, she kind of gets the whole coronavirus and the fact that we're kind of self-isolating. And we have been um, talking to people, some of her friends on, on you know, uh, like, uh, like what you call it, kind of a WhatsApp video, yeah. and FaceTime. So she has been, like, saying hello to her, her friends. But you know, it is it is it is difficult when mummy and daddy are trying to do conference call. I mean, I think we've done so many Teams and Zoom meetings this week, um, and yeah, she, she's she's finding it difficult. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm at home with, uh, I've moved into my sisters um, while this is going on, partly so I'm not on my own for the whole time, but also because um, she's got a three-year-old girl, so we're trying to keep her entertained throughout the day while both working. Um, my sister's partner is a policeman, so he's still at work. Um, yeah. But it's, it's um, a case of getting the toys out in the garden. And I think we're both very grateful that it's sunny at the moment. Yeah, no, no, that that has helped. And we've, uh, one of the, the, the only time I've been to the shop this week, we did actually go and uh, buy a goal. We ordered a goal net from an Argos in Sainsbury's. So oh, yeah. my daughter is now kicking a ball into a net rather than at the fence, which I think uh, was starting to take more of a battering than it's ever done. And I was a bit worried that <laughs> it might have a big hole appearing sooner than later. Yeah, my niece is um, giving my makeup bag a bit of a battering every morning. She just yeah. wants to put the makeup on every day, um, which is which is fun. Um, yeah. Are there any I've sort of gone out for a walk, so <laughs> we, we've managed to get a bit of quiet to actually record the podcast. Yeah. Is there any any things you're struggling to get in the shops that you're missing? Oh well, for a while we struggled to get eggs. And I, I was honestly craving a dippy egg and soldiers, but luckily the local pub has turned itself into a shop and they seem to have a plentiful supply. All uh, right, yeah. I know you've been you've been struggling for bread, haven't you? Yeah, bread. It's uh, I've had a bit of a craving for bread, though. I did have a bacon sandwich this morning, uh, oh. but that's the end of my bread. So uh, I'll oh, have to no. go on the lookout to our, go to our local shop and see if they've uh, they've restocked or not. Let's go out scavenging. Yeah, we, we 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 do milk and more, which is the uh, so we get our milk delivered and we keep putting bread at like every every kind of time we can do on the list. And to date, it's only turned up once with the list. So um, oh. it's, it seems that if you want to if you want an esoteric bread, I, I, when I was in Sainsbury's, I think that the only bread they had were kind of like rye bread and uh, some other kind of interesting bread, but just a good, good old good old fashioned white loaf or brown loaf. Yeah, no, no you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but these are kind of, you know, <coughs> small world problems, aren't they? Yeah, strange times. Uh, anyway, we should probably wrap it up there and let everyone yep. go back to um, their own working from home situation. Um, in yeah, the yeah. meantime, we hope everyone stays well and stays at home. And um, we'll look forward to bringing you the podcast again soon. Thanks for yep. listening. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.